We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome to the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network is sponsored by Ticketmaster, official marketplace of the NFL. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood, South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination. Rubenstein Law, 1-800-FL-LEGAL. Chevron with Tecron. Chevron, together, ahead. Totino's Pizza Rolls. Take home gating to the next level. It's Totino's or game over. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show. Brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In-season or off-season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Techron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron, together ahead. And, guys, we have to choose a, a drive of the game here. I know it's been difficult the last few weeks to get that into the show here, but we're going to go ahead and go with the Lexus drive of the game brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to experience amazing. And it came late in the third quarter on a touchdown pass from Jacoby Brissett to Mike Gesicki. Fourth down and goal from the one-yard line. Albert Wilson running back. Got it to Gesicki, who fell down but into the end zone for a touchdown. Kobe Brissett looked one way, came back, looking for Gesicki. Catches it and falls into the end zone on a big old fourth down. Wow. So I made a mistake there. That was the fourth quarter that touchdown was scored in. And, guys, I kind of thought that... The end of that drive was emblematic of not just this game, but the Dolphins' offense this season because they get down inside the one-yard line on first down. It takes them four plays to get it across the goal line. In a minute and a half. In a minute and a half, they're down, down, leading clock, right? You have to conserve clock at that point of the game, trailing so much late in the game. And then I don't know if you guys saw this. Juice talked about seeing Jakeem Grant's fair catch from, the, from his perspective here at Hard Rock Stadium. But on that throw... Malcolm Brown is all alone, wide open, and he goes over to Mike Gesicki, throws it, and he, it winds up on his back hip, and he falls into the end zone. Darn near missed a layup touchdown on fourth and goal there. So eight plays, yeah. 75 yards, a big pass interference to Devontae Parker on a ridiculous one-handed catch that I think they might have ruled him out of bounds on. You guys saw that, right? The, yeah. Yeah. the one-handed stab, the Odell Beckham-style catch. That was ridiculous. But that's your drive of the game, guys. What did you think of the Dolphins' offense once they, start, once they started to get things cranking there, Juice? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's – at that point, man, they've got to figure out a way to to put some points on the board to move it down the field. We've talked about it before. You know, I know Coach talked a little bit about being methodical and, you know, working our way down the field. We got to start finding some explosive plays at some point. It's not going to work on little hitches and little, you know, little now routes or whatever they're, they're throwing right now, especially when guys are working their way back to the quarterback. We got to start throwing the ball vertical. You get single high safeties in this game, yep. you got to start throwing the ball on the outside. And we saw some single high safeties today and still didn't take advantage of those opportunities. You know, you get Mike Asicki on some opportunities on some one-on-ones. You don't have to be open. I, man, I, it's so funny, man. I hate to just keep talking about when I played, but I had some guys. That's what that, you're here for, Juice. I had some guys out there that were playing today that, you know, that were there for the weekend. A guy like Keith Jackson, who was an outstanding route runner, but if he had a one-on-one, you got to give him opportunities. Mark Clayton and Mark Duper were there today. You give them one-on-one opportunities, you got to take advantage of those situations. You know, so I don't even know why in, in any opportunity, in any any situation. 
for Jacoby to continue to check down, check down, check down when you get one-on-ones in this game. You're never going to be wide open. I think that's one thing that we talk about with, with Tua is, you know, Alabama open, NFL open, two different things. When you get one-on-ones, that's an opportunity you got to take advantage of. And we don't take advantage of those. We, we are a check down type of team for whatever reason. But when you got these guys out there that can jump out of the gym, you know, your, your Devontae Parkers, your Mike Kosicki's, give them a chance to jump out of the gym. Is that play calling or is that the decision that's being made by I the guy with the ball? I think it's a quarterback decision. That's what I want to ask Because we talked about this, and I hate to – I don't even talk about Fitz. You know what I mean? But Fitz had the same situations, but if he sees a one-on-one, he gave yeah. guys opportunities. It, it's built into the offense, right? You exactly have, you have right. your level, you have your high-level read, and you come back down low, and you, you check it that way. And, and you know, I, I think Flo kind of protected his quarterback in that press conference because he talked about how early in the game they had opportunities or shots they wanted to take downfield, and, and they couldn't get to it. it and there was a play, and this is right after Jalen Waddell has a catch in the sideline where he breaks a tackle and goes for 18 yards. It's your first-round pick. It looks great. Comes back, they throw a quick little stick route to him. He makes a move as he's catching the football, breaks a guy's ankles juice, puts him on the ground, get that guy going, and then the very next play, he runs a crossing route, and I saw this from the press box. You didn't see it on TV because of the, the broadcast angle. You didn't show it. He is not within no no defenders within 10 yards. He comes clean across the field. Jacoby has time, throws it underneath the Malcolm Brown. So I think there are opportunities there, and you know, Flores mentioned this, that there are Guys are taking turns making mistakes, whether it's the protection, whether it's the play call, whether it's Jacoby, whether it's the receiver not getting the separation. Something is happening on every single play where it's not allowing them to make these plays and get explosive. And that's why you have this result, Seth, where there's just absolutely no offensive production in games and points where it actually matters, like these late, these late drives that ultimately don't mean a whole lot. Right. They're not actually executing when they have opportunities to get down the field, and I think that's why. Well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think it's important to say the easy thing, again, Go on to Twitter or, or, or go walk out in the stadium here, and everybody wants to fire two offensive coordinators, and they want to point to the OCs. But if you're seeing guys running free and the decision's not being made to throw it, you know how much of that can be put That's on the fair. coaching staff? That's fair. So I, I think there's got to be balance there. And here's something else I want to ask you. And, Juice, you talked about this. Look, I don't think it's a good idea to start comparing quarterbacks on any level in South Florida to Dan Marino. But you talked about the passion and the intensity that he had and how he would never sit down on the sideline. Jacoby looks like he's a little more of a laid-back kind of guy. Right. We hear it in the way he speaks in his press conferences. I think his demeanor on the sidelines, I, I have no idea what it's like in the huddle. But he looks like he's a little bit more of a laid-back guy. And I wonder if part of this, why does it take so long for them to get going and start throwing down the field, is that his sense of urgency, his internal clock may not be, you know, early on maybe he's more comfortable checking it down because he doesn't feel that sense of urgency, right. whereas when you're down 17 in the fourth quarter, I guess i got to start chucking duck, there, you know, right. and I don't know. I'm just asking the question. There's a reason that he came into this season. I don't know if you guys knew this. 900 pass attempts minimum. He has the lowest interception rate in NFL history. And that's not – I don't think that's necessarily it's, – it's a combination of good decision-making but also just a lack of aggressiveness, Juice. It's conservative as hell is what it, bottom, <laughs> it boils down to. No, you talk about Fitz. I think yeah. he was a little bit too willing to well, turn it over. So was Brett Favre. I mean, we're not saying well, that they're the well, same well, guys. Well, well, we're not well, saying well. the same guys. Okay. But you have to take chances and shots in this league. I agree. You really, And we talk about it all the time. Man. A lot of times teams take on the personality of their head coach, but don't think an offense doesn't take on the personality of their quarterback. You know, and that laid back stuff, it, it's nice it's for the birds to me, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? You got to have some intensity. I mean, you can see guys, all the great quarterbacks have some level of intensity. I get that might be the best way he plays, but at the same time, though, man, if everybody else thinks it's laid back, we're living in South Florida under the sun, <laughs> then that's the way our offense freaking looks. Even the aw shucks Manning brothers will get it, will grab a, a face mask, put their hand, and get, a, get an earful. Exactly to a guy. right. Exactly right. And Eli. You know, you talk about Eli and Peyton. Peyton had a little – he had a little attitude about him. Eli had the, the all-shucks. But when you <laughs> – I hate to – it goes back in the day when you see guys that, you know, if we throw an interception, incompletion, touchdown, whatever, it's like kind of the same thing. That doesn't work for me, bro. You know, and maybe it works for them. It doesn't work for me, man. But like I said, our offense is taking on the personality of some laid-back guys. Cause we appear to be 
way too laid back in my opinion. So that's your drive of the game. It capped off with a Jacoby Brissett touchdown pass to Mike Gesicki, eight plays, 75 yards. And, of course, the big pass interference on Parker gives him 21 yards on that drive. The Lexus drive of the game is brought to you by your South Florida Lexus dealers who encourage you to see, hear, feel, and experience amazing. And speaking of Jacoby Brissett, we're going to have him in this next segment. Get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. Your car buying done your way. For you got to get to Gunther again. The final score at Hard Rock Stadium: Colts 27, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. The season is here, and so is your chance to experience the thrilling Dolphins football live and in the stands. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has got you covered with the largest selection of seats of any ticket marketplace. Don't miss any of the action. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And we kind of joked a little bit about this as we're going to go to Jacoby Brissett here in just one second. Seth and I joked about the fact that the stat line for Jacoby, very favorable today, 20 for 30, 199 passing yards, two touchdowns, three sacks, and like Seth mentioned, 100. 107.5 passer rating. I do not believe that's indicative at all of this Dolphins offensive performance. So keep that in mind going forward. Context when you apply those stats to it. Let's go ahead and go to Jacoby Brissett right now, who spoke to the media after the 27-17 loss. Yeah, I mean, it for sure, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, and it's it's it's, it's all on us, uh, and and we're putting our defense in bad situations and and, and things of that nature. But yeah, it, it's, it's frustrating. Uh, you know, and and. We just got to find a way to, to, to stop the bleeding, you know, and, and focus and concentrate and, and, and uh, you know, really just t- start to really take it one play at a time and, and, and repeat that cycle over and over again. Is there anything in particular that seems to be killing the drive for you guys? Uh, it's really us. It, it, it's, it's really us. It's, it's our execution when in those critical moments. Uh, and, and um, you know, all of us being on the same page at once. Um, and at times we are on the same page, and then we, we execute. And then it's times where we're not, and then, you know, we get put behind the eight ball, and then it's, it's it, things like that. So we just got to find a way to, you know, really, you know, uh, you know zero in on our task. Uh, and, and, and it starts from play one of the game. And, uh, you know, we can't wait until, you know, those those minutes in, in a, at the end of the game to, to really start going. It's, it's easy for us in the box and fans at home to say, you know, why not Pushing the ball down the field, but from your perspective, we heard Brian say that there are opportunities to do sort of the game. But from your perspective, what keeps you from trying to push the ball down the field? Uh, yeah, it's definitely opportunities. Um, you know, sometimes when we call them, they they really just they push back and, and they force us to throw the ball underneath. Uh, and then you know, I think with towards the, like we we started to to find ways to try to, um, but yeah, we it's, it'll come. Uh, whenever they come, they'll, they'll start coming in bunches because we have the guys to, to push the ball down the field. Hey, those, two sorry, those two touchdown drives in the game, Dante had a huge role in that. Does that give you, you know, what does that do for your chemistry with him moving forward? Oh, for sure. It's, 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 I mean, just from learning from last week, last time, last week when we got in those situations, you know, I overthrew him a couple times. And uh, you know, and then this week we hit him because we have we get those, that experience. We get to talk about it. We get to, you know, uh, you know, practice it. And, and then you know, we come out. And then he has, like you said, he has big roles and he makes big catches. Jacoby, to that end, for both Parker and Kasicki, it seems like they're getting more involved third quarter, fourth quarter. Is that are teams trying to take those two guys out? Uh, uh, at, at points, yeah, uh, they know when certain spots that we we like to target these guys uh but you know it it, it doesn't matter they're still good players so um yeah we just got to find a way to get these guys the ball more often uh, i gotta do a better job of that and uh keep getting better Jacoby, how uh, how are you doing it you know you had a chance you're getting the chance now with two games you're starting to lose obviously the buffalo game you play most of the game just you know how, how disappointing is that how, how do you how are you you know taking that away uh, I mean, obviously, it's frustrating. Uh, you never want to go out in the game and lose. I don't think anybody goes out to say, hey, I'm okay if we lose. Um, but, you know, you just keep building, uh, you know, and, and you keep, you know, finding ways to get better. Uh, like the, the Devontae Parker situation, for example. You know, the week before, we don't hit it. Then this week, we hit a couple. Uh, so, you know, you just keep finding those things to, to, to push forward and keep getting better at. Uh, and, and then once they start all forming together, uh, piece by piece at a time, uh, then you'll have something. Kobe, what, um, 
Oh, I was trying to try not to take a second. I was trying to get the ball out, and, and, and Grover just got me at the right time. Jacoby, late in the second quarter, the Colts had the ball on fourth and one, and they went for it from their own 27. Willing to risk giving you guys the ball on their 27. Did you take note of that? Was that sort of a personal affront? Oh, uh, for sure. You know, you definitely, I mean, uh, and, and um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Frank's mo. He's not scared to do it, but definitely as an offense, you know, you say, hey, they, it's borderline disrespectful, honestly. You know, what I mean, because they think they can stop you and not get a touchdown. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's part of the game. Is there a simple answer for what's wrong with the running game? Uh, no, it's never simple, um, but it's never that complicated. Uh, you know, you just got to keep finding ways to do what we're good at in the run game. And I think we are getting better. Uh, you know, when we started to hit some of our downhill runs, we, we popped a couple. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think we're getting better in the run game. We just got to get better at everything, you know? Uh, I think it's, uh, I think Flo did a good job of telling us just, you know, look in the mirror and, 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 um, and that's where it always starts. Uh, and then you go out there and practice and, and you show why you're going to line up and you're going to, you know, dust it off, put, put the pads on back on and get ready to go back to work. Seth, I will never forget the first time I met Dan Marino. He told me it's not a complicated game, Travis. And I've noticed that the more quarterbacks you talk to, depending on the kind of play style, that opinion differs a little bit, right? And so Jacoby in that one sentence there said it's not a com- it's not that complicated, but it also it is complicated. So what did you take away from that press conference there? I came away kind of confused. <laughs> it was a complicated answer. Um, yeah, I, I mean, look, I think it's a lot of what Juice is talking about uh, with respect to this is what you're getting with Jacoby. It doesn't seem like he gets too high or too low on anything. Um, he doesn't seem overly concerned about things, and he believes that things are going to start to happen. Uh, but, but I, I, you know, I, I imagine the patience of his teammates and the patience of the coaching staff, and certainly we know Juice and the rest of uh, Dolphins Nation, the patience there is, is that folks want to see more. And I'm not putting that all on Jacoby right, Brissett. Right. I'm just saying from this team as a whole. And... Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that that he saw some things out there that, that I didn't see, but he was on the field and had a better vantage point, and it would be interesting to go back and, and see that. He talked about, you know, there was a question about uh, the running game, and, and he said we popped a couple. I, you know, I definitely didn't see that in the running game. Yeah, Last week, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the running game was impressive. It was, part, it was one of the things we could hang our hat on at some point, and – I, you know, that didn't happen this week. He talked about that there were flashes of opportunity down the field, but then the defense took those things away. And, you know, you guys are telling me something a little bit different. So, I don't know. Jacoby's well, probably going to go back and watch the film. First thing about it, taking it away in terms of nah, – I get, a, you know, double coverage or whatever. But taking it away is, was a one-on-one situation where somebody's got a one-on-one opportunity – so I saw Carson Wentz throw those one-on-one opportunities and guys making back shoulder. He or did it type of late throw. in the game and it worked. One thousand percent. Yeah, you know. So you if, in this league, man. In this league, you've got to take some shots. You've got to take some chances. You cannot be conservative, especially on a team like ours that's not scoring a lot of points. When are you going to open it up? At some point, you got to open it up. You know, we're going to see continue to see ten guys with on the film. Eleven guys on the film within ten yards of the line of scrimmage because we don't we don't threaten anybody, and you threaten them by sending them deep, and we send them deep, but throwing it. You can't just send them in. You know, <laughs> I bet. If, trust me, I've had DBs tell me like, "Oh man, I don't know why you run this takeoff. They're not throwing it to you because I'm not gonna get open and no takeoff. That wasn't my that wasn't my mo. I'm not gonna be able to do that. Now you got other guys like when I was back there, Tony Martin." You know, Urban Fryer. Now they're gonna get a chance on takeoff. I'm just running what I call dummy routes. Well, we got guys like Parker and Fuller. If they're running takeoffs. They should be getting opportunities. They should be getting yeah. opportunities. Waddle running the takeoff. You should be scared to death as a DB. If this guy running four threes gonna run by you. Zero through four games. Exactly right. So that's. I just don't. I don't. Well, maybe get it. It's to the time is right now, fellas. The time is right to start doing it. But I'm as conflicted as kind of some of those answers were, Juice, because. 
part of what you like in having a number two quarterback is a guy with experience, a guy who's lined up, a guy who can get up there and run an offense and win games. I, I, I certainly love the way he's been able to handle the pressure, and the pressure has been immense, right? So those are all good things. But, but then some of, these, you know, some of these other things that we're seeing are concerning. They're absolutely is, is the message to Jacoby Brissett, don't lose games? Who, who knows what the message is? Well, that's, who knows what's going on there? Like, yo. But we had those it, questions some, last year, didn't we, when we, Tua was in? We did. And then, but then, <laughs> they say the same thing to Fitz, and Fitz said, I'm, I'm going to sling this thing around the yard. <laughs> you know? Well, Jacoby should be out there, honestly, a veteran quarterback should be out there trying to make big plays. If he's a number one, if he's a QB1, if he himself says he's a QB1, which he is, QB1's got well, Right make now he's not. Well, he's a QB1. Well, yeah, I guess last week. Theoretically, week, I mean, I looked for, on, for one I looked game, on our lads right here. It says he is. Our yeah, lads. Fair enough. You know, Death Chart says that he's our number one. Yeah, you are right until now. you're not, I guess. Yeah. Right? So, as that guy, though, you got to gotta mix it up, bro. You got to mix it up. You got to take some shots down the field. You got to call shot. You got to really call some shot plays. And we had shot plays called where they said, Danny, throw the ball to Irv. Just throw it. We got to have that situation. So here's the question, though. You know, when you ask about is do you do we think that he's being told to just play it safe and don't make mistakes? Last year, you could justify that more because of the way the defense was playing. You know, when when they're holding teams to a thirty-something percent third down rate, when they're getting right. turnovers at this unbelievable rate, and and they're not letting folks score. And your kicker's making three kicks a game too. And your kicker's making three kicks a game. That's a whole different story, right there. While we don't trust the the best kicker in the game to kick what it really is a layup for these guys at 50 to 55 yards a layup it's a layup 55 (laughs) is a layup layup. okay maybe Steph Curry saw a guy kick a 66 yarder the other night Uh oh tighten up guys tighten up (laughs) we we saw a guy kick a 66 yarder the other night you know what I mean so our guy is definitely 55 is a layup with no win inside come on man well, it breeds into the final point that I wanted to touch on here is that I think that in 2021, it's an offensive game, right? A lot of, a lot of teams are out there scoring 30 points a game, and that's kind of the target you're going to want to hit if you're going to find victory more often than not in today's NFL. So we'll see what happens next week. Adam Schefter reported today that Tua Tungavailoa could return from the IR and come back and play in that Jacksonville game. So some stuff to look forward to. And then one last point here. Seth, you talked about the running game. 16 carries for 35 yards. So popping runs. I don't, Yeah, I didn't see the runs pop. Yeah, not too that sure about see. that. But we'll talk more about pop, that here coming up. Get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Colts 27, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is Miami Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. This is Dolphins football on the Joe WQAM. Listen to Hawk and Crowder weekday afternoons beginning at 2. It's time for Dolphins football parties. Take home getting to the next level with hot and delicious Totino's pizza rolls. And Juice, we kind of let off that last segment talking about modern-day football and scoring points and aggressiveness on offense. I'm curious because you and I both watch plenty of college football. I know your Penn State and Nittany Lions are unbeaten in the top four right now in place for the college football playoff. You know, a lot of college football concepts have made their way into the National Football League in 2021, so I just wanted to get your take on a general approach as far as how you play the game in this day and age. Does the conservative approach still work? Do you have to be more offensive, or is it somewhere in between? Like, where do you come down on that? I, I think what it boils down to is what is our personality? What, what type of team do we have? Do we have a team that can ground and pound, you know, and, and play conservative like that, or do we need to take shots? I think our best asset on offense are wide receivers. You know, that's not just a biased thing, Big Seth, as you probably think. It's because I'm a wideout. I'm a fitness <laughs> I would if I didn't agree ones, with you. You know what I mean? It's not just about the wideouts, but think about it. When you've got guys like Fuller, when you've got guys like uh, Devontae Parker, when you've got Waddle in the first round, when you've got Kasiki, our game plan should be to get the ball down the field. And then after that, you can set up everything else when it comes to the run. If you've got a team that's got to concert and use a lot of guys in the passing game to cover our passing game, our run game's going to be wide open. And, of course, the, the rules, I mean, the rules in the NFL favor a team that wants to throw the ball down the field. Now, look, if we're throwing four or five-yard passes, our guys will still get chucked in that little bit of area. But if you get them at 10, 12, 15 down, yards down the field where they can't get touched, 
that's our, to our advantage. The league has been that way with it for to be our advantage. So we don't take advantage of the rules that make it more advantageous for offensive guys to be vertical. Underneath, man, I, I can only imagine me running an underneath route right now inside <laughs> of five yards and getting redirected by a linebacker because he's going to try to get at me. you know. But you look at some of these guys like Waddle that are shifty, Give those guys the, the, the range, the 10 to 15 to 20 yards, where after they pass five, they can't get touched. They got a better situation. To your point, first deep shot they really took in this game was a 21-yard DPI to Devontae Parker. Last week against the Raiders, Mac Hollins got that DPI in the end zone as well too, Seth. So the vertical game seems to be drawing out some offensive success for this team the last couple of weeks. Well, it's supposed to. Again, like Drew said, I mean, not only the receivers that were here, but the decisions that were made in the offseason. When you use the sixth overall pick on Waddle, when you sign Fuller uh, as a free agent, clearly the the offseason was about bringing more offensive firepower, and I believe that they did. did. And that goes back to the question that was asked earlier. Do you think that Jacoby is being asked to play it safe? I have a hard time believing that. I mean, I don't know. I have no clue. I'm not in there. I don't know what decisions are being made. But I have a hard time believing that when that's not the way this roster was built. So it, it will be interesting to see what happens here. And, and quite honestly, Coach Flores, we talked about him being, you know, maybe a little bit more open than we're used to hearing in his post game. He talked about it too. He said yeah. that, there, that we tried to set some things up to take some shots. And it, and it didn't happen for one reason or another. Well, so that you, has to get corrected. Well, you look at a lot of things here, man. I'm looking – one thing I'm looking at right now is time possession. You know, and that's not – we're not putting any drives together to give you an opportunity down the field like right. that. We had the ball for 23 minutes, 23 to 37. That's you, – you, you don't get as many – you know, if we're talking about putting drives together, there's no way we're putting drives together in, in that little bit of time. You understand what I'm saying? So – when, when you get these opportunities, you can dink and dunk a little bit, move the chains, but you're behind the chains, you got to get the ball down the field. I don't know if Jacoby's game plan or what they want him to do is to be, you know, take as few chances as possible, but a veteran quarterback sees an opportunity to take advantage of a situation and they have to do it. And that, that's not what we're seeing. We're not – we're sitting there watching the game in the stadium. We see guys running open, and I know sometimes he's running for his life. Let's give, let's give him a break on Sometimes? There. Sometimes he's, he's running, been running for, his, for life. his life, for sure. You but know, he's been doing that awesome. well, I got to say. He, he has keep, He's kept plays alive, Travis. We have to give him credit there. Absolutely. I think we've been a little rough on Jacoby for the last 10 minutes or so. He has kept plays he alive. He has. He has. And I give him that. And that's something that, that's, a, that's probably a different topic to talk about. But when the Next opportunities second. did present themselves to, to go vertical, get down the field, you have to do that. And, and back to Seth's point, Could jump in. Well, no, so – Juice, do I have permission to look forward to Tampa now? Do we? Are we in <laughs> yeah, the we're in the second hour. hour. Can we do that? We're okay. So, so I what I want to say is, how is it corrected? What conversation needs to happen in that offensive meeting room? You know, we can talk about Jacoby or Tua or whatever. Jacoby Brissett's going to be the quarterback that's lining up right. under center here, regardless of who Travis thinks should be in or not be in. <laughs> Jacoby's going to be the guy, right? Yeah. Fans can say, "I can't wait for Tua to get back," and that's great. When Tua's back, coach will make that. And they decision. should. They should want our number one guy to be back. Absolutely, you should. But here's the deal: he ain't going to be back in Tampa. So what needs to happen? What conversations need to be ha- do those coaches need to have tonight? Because you know they're going to be watching film and be ready for putting together a game plan. And what do these guys need to say? Well, when I'm going to tell you this: they're not going to run into an easier. Because I'm over this. They're not going to run into an easier defense in Tampa. Tampa, I mean, yeah, Tom Brady had a hell of a season last year, but, but they don't think their defense wasn't outstanding as well. The Colts have a nice defense. Tampa's defense is even better. You know, so okay. they've got a lot of things they're going to, have to look at to try to fix in order to, you know, come up with game plan. I think any any game plan against Tom Brady is ball control. So all this we're talking about taking Keep these the ball shots out of his hands. Yeah, no, what I'm saying, all this stuff we're talking about taking these shots down the field. I think Wait, so you want to go to the 15 play drives now? There we go. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> to me? Right. Wait a second. Right, That's what all first hour truly is in the rear view <laughs> here. Not, it really is okay. now. You, you said we're moving forward now. I'm talking about when every okay. team is different. Every single week all right, is different. All right. This week moving forward, <laughs> Tom Brady on the bench. Now you're taking what the defense is going to give you. You're kind of, okay. Play all field right. position, make them go 15 plays. Okay. That work for you? I, I mean, it's going to have to, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, as far as, far as similarities <laughs> go, and you talk about the Tampa Bay offense, I think in terms of. The mobility of the quarterback with Wentz on a couple of shaky ankles, you know, coming into the game with a couple of sprained ankles today. Tom Brady, he's mobile in the pocket, but he's not the most fleet of foot quarterback. And I thought Miami's plan today was some of those sub packages where they would go five men on the line and kind of 
run their games, right? Sam Egelvon getting some pressure. Emmanuel Ogba and Jalen Phillips were all over the quarterback today. And early on, they had some success in the pass rush plan that way. I think that's kind of the same idea you want to do against Brady is get him off the spot, heat him up, and, and try to force some mistakes that way. Got to get him to the ground, man. We couldn't get Wentz to the ground. He only got sacked twice today. You know, you got to get these guys to the ground. You put this pressure on these guys. Extending plays – you know, that's what kills you more than anything. And we see it ourselves, you know. Jacoby, you love it when he can extend plays and try to make plays. Absolutely. And that seems like when he's at his best. When you got a guy, I mean, Carson Wentz is a big dude. He's 6'5", 240. Yeah. It's a tough dude to get to the ground. But you got to get these guys to the ground. Because you can't expect our DBs to, to, to check these guys for four or five, six seconds. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. When you start playing playground football out there as a wide receiver – I mean, that, that, that's, that's fun for us. Well, how come that's only one-sided, though, Juice? Because I saw a lot of playground football when we had the ball. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you did, but our guys <laughs> seemed to be glued up. But, you know, also, though, these guys are running side-to-side side or down the field yeah. where a lot of our guys are running back to the quarterback, which is scramble rules. You know, I, you know me coaching high school football – I'm trying to teach scramble rules. These kids just don't get it sometimes. I, I'd expect professionals. Is that coaching play. or execution? It's both. <laughs> it's both. Well, you know, one of the things, going back to the to Brian Flores' comments post-game about how he believes there was some chances to get some deep shots and for whatever reason it didn't happen, or, or they had – there's always a, an instance where guys are making mistakes and they're not able to string it together consistently, right? right? Saying that we'll have something positive happen, then we get a penalty or we drop a pass. And, you know, he talks a lot about execution. That's been his message the last couple of weeks, right? They're not executing at a level that's, you know, commensurate with winning football games. Right. And we talked about this a little bit with good practices not translating to game day on Sunday – I mean, what's the cure for that? How do you fix these little mistakes that professional football players, it's going to happen, yeah. you're going to have mistakes, but that consistently, how do you fix that and get back on track here? Well, that's, that's one the point we were talking about earlier, man. It's all about the individuals, you know, looking themselves and looking in the mirror and see how they can play better. You know, it's, it's really is. We all, I mean, we said it early in the show about it being a team sport. But it's a lot of one-on-ones out there. Yep. So many one-on-ones that you have to win in order to be successful. And so if guys aren't winning their one-on-ones, I mean, honestly, let's look at this. We lost in all three phases today. We, don't, we never see that from Coach Flo's yeah. team, you know. That can be fixed. You know, we can, we can win in teams. We can win on defense. But you really need to try to win on all three. If you don't win two out of three, you're guaranteed a loss. If you don't win in two out of three phases in a game, you're guaranteed a loss, especially when you, you, know, you got a three and out and you, drop a, you muff a punt or things like that. Sure, we got one early in the game, but they got one when it counted more than anything. You can do all, anything you want in the first quarter, second quarter, you know, and it won't cost you the game. But third and fourth quarter, late in the third, early yeah. in the fourth quarter, it, it will kill you. But when you say man in the mirror, when you, when you had a tough game, probably didn't happen that often, right? I did. I had a, I had a few – Man, look, I, it was so funny. It was that one time. Well, it's so funny because nostalgia <laughs> hit. I, my first punt return opportunity happened against Indianapolis in yeah. Indy, and I muffed it, and they picked it up and scored a touchdown on me. Yeah. But the second time I got a chance here in our place, I took it back on right. them for a touchdown. But it's like, dude, you have bad days, but what are you going to do to come back? How are you going to bounce back from it? Yeah, what was your I week like? Anybody, what was your week like after that when you had a rough game? Bro, it was about studying more. It's about – not going out at all. I, I, these guys. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't go out at all, big Seth. Bad games, man. I, hmm. I stayed home. I didn't want to go. Didn't to even Publix. go to Publix. That's right. I didn't want to go anywhere, man. Cause I, you know, I, I had a bad game one time. And, <laughs> one time. And, and, our, and our boss is here. Jason Jen- Jenkins is here. I had yeah, a bad game. I had a bad game here. <laughs> Threatening to get fired and stuff. And I went to get gas right around the corner from the stadium. And I was getting heat at the gas station, like, yo, man, yo, bruh. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, man, I, you know, I'm just trying to – I see, let me get five on number five just so I can get back to <laughs> to, to my neighborhood so nobody will leave me alone, man. They, they'll leave me alone at home, you know what I mean? Send somebody but, else out. But for real, up. though, man, I hated being out in public when we didn't play well. Or right. Definitely when I didn't play well. You know, even if I did play well and our team lost, I hated being out there, man. Yeah. I just want to get back in the lab and, and look at film, get ready for the next game, you know, and – Especially when we're getting closer to the situation where we're getting closer to play. We count on being in the playoffs every year. So beginning of the year, we were always, you know, looking at being the top one or two teams in the AFC. But, you know, towards the end of the season and things weren't going well, 
I, I just wanted to get back to football. Right. Yeah, that's all I cared about was football. And that's kind of what they need to do, right? I, I, we've said that before. Put your damn phone down. Yeah. Stay off the internet. They got a whole different. Things. That's a whole and different just, animal, though. Well, it is a different, a different animal. animal but my point is, yeah. my point is, they need to focus on each other. It, it has to get insular like that yeah. because the more you're out there, you're going to hear things that can tear guys apart. Right. Right. And, and, I, and that's a great point, Seth. And now, now that we're into the second hour, th- this game is over. It really this is. This game's been over, Juice. It's been over it's been for a couple over. hours now, right? Well, th- I'm glad you guys have jumped on the bandwagon but now. We, but you, I've I been told focused you, on Tampa I, as soon as that clock hits. But zero. it was therapeutic to talk about it a little bit. Well, I'm glad you guys you, feel better. We, we get, we're we brought on to do post-game, Seth. <laughs> it is post-game. Not pre-game for Tampa yet. You know what I mean? That's Channing Crowder and those guys and Rodgers. <laughs> at, at that point, it's too late. The game plan already has to be done. We, if we're not ready by the time we hear from K-Rodge and Crowder, then we have a larger problem, okay? Yeah. So right now, it's like how do we fix it and how do we move forward? And that's where I'm at. Yeah. Well, it, it does sound like we are on the Tampa Bay who was in Foxborough <laughs> tonight for the Patriots. We'll do NFL scores in the next segment here. For now, get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Colts 27, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins radio network. Dolphins games always play here in Miami. AM 560, FM 99.9, HD2, The Joe, WQAM. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso in Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. Week four of the NFL is underway. We are about halfway through the the late afternoon games, and of course the big game tonight in New England. Patriots hosting the Buccaneers and Tom Brady and the defending champions. Don't want to miss that one. Let's go ahead and get to the out-of-town scoreboard right now. Let's go ahead and fire up that music and start here on Thursday night where the Bengals took down the Jaguars in an exciting game 24-21. The Washington football team comes back over Atlanta 34-30 today. Buffalo blanks Houston 40 to zip. The Bears take out the Lions for Justin Fields' first career win 24-14. The Cowboys stay hot to go to 3-1 with a win over the previously unbeaten Panthers 36-28. The Browns win over Minnesota 14-7 and the Giants upset the Saints in overtime 27-21. The Jets also win in overtime over Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans 27-24. The Chiefs are back on track with a 42-30 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles and currently the Rams and Cardinals are at halftime. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals up 24-13 at the break. 7-7 in San Francisco between them and the Seahawks. The Ravens are up 14-7 in Denver and the Packers up 17-10 at halftime against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And of course tonight, Bucks and Patriots and tomorrow night, Raiders at the Chargers. Guys, we've been talking about this segment or the idea of this segment coming back off the, the NFL scoreboard here. And it was a challenging one because, you know, not a lot of positives and a loss. But I want to point to a couple individuals here that we thought stood out in this game that had good games. I'll go ahead and go to you here first, Seth. Who on this Dolphins roster today, offense, defense, special teams, otherwise, do you think played well enough to get themselves into our positive segment? <laughs> the positive segment. Well, I mentioned it earlier, <laughs> the positive segment. Like Can that. we get a good intro Try. for I that? Like that? Somebody tell Solana I want to get big voice, the whole thing. Rainbow, the sunshine, positive the whole segment. Fun. Yeah, so <laughs> – Look, Jalen Phillips, I thought, looked like a grown man out there. Again, there was one where he said he took the cheese and they got the long run there. I think somebody else should have got their hand on on, uh, the the running back at that point. I forget who it was. But he had – I thought he was physical. He had pressures. He made plays in the run game. He certainly – you know, we wanted to see Wentz get knocked around a little bit more. But he was a part of that. If anybody got their hands on him today – Phillips did. I love that he got the first, even though it was a half sack, he got the first taste of a sack in his NFL career. He's going to remember that for the rest of his the rest of his life, quite frankly, and I hope there's a lot more to come, and I believe there will be. I think there's been a lot of pressure on this organization when they're evaluating the draft picks because we've had so many draft picks here. People want to criticize, you know, we're not getting the performance that we want. Really, on a uh, one and three. We're not getting it out of anybody. Right. But I think the two guys that were taken in the first round this year with Waddle and Phillips, the Jalen brothers, 
I, I think there's a couple of ball players there, guys. Definitely. I think the first round has been beneficial for this team this year, and even the second round with Liam Eikenberg and Javon Holland getting some run. And, you know, you talk about kind of the evaluation of these players. I know that fans are going to, game by game, going to go ahead and make a declaration on what this player is, and it's going to be a process to get these guys brought up. We saw Jalen Phillips in the preseason. He was dropping into coverage and trying to work on that aspect of his game because you knew what he was as a pass rusher. Why not develop the entire complement of his game and try to make him a full, true three-down player? You talk about him kind of having that that miscue on the zone read the ball got out the backside and got out the back end and and went up for a big run but I thought he was good had a couple of quarterback hits the half sack as well juice who do you got on your list today for a guy that you thought was impressive you know what I'm, I'm I, I was thinking about a couple it's guys. tough <laughs> I was thinking about a couple guys but I'm gonna tell you what what we saw late in the game from my man 11 Devontae Parker shows me what we can talk about early in the game with Devontae yes, Parker. Yeah, he point. had a drop. He had nine targets, four catches. But the opportunity, when you throw him those jump balls, why aren't we giving him those opportunities, you know, early wait, wait, in the wait. game? This is who put what, – what do we call this segment, Travis? The positive segment. The positive segment, exactly Juice. Right. It's so, the positive segment. So positively, <laughs> we could throw the ball to Devontae Parker more often like we did late in that game I where agree. he got the four grabs with 77 yards, 19-yard average on, on catches, and, you know, in a short touchdown towards the end. We've got to give him more opportunities. And so Devontae's my guy, and I know he's, he's clamoring for more chances. I know they, we, we, we heard Coach say that we were looking to take some shots. It didn't work down, so he checked it down. All right, stop checking down. Take the shots. Even if it's a long punt interception, give me some shots down the field. Devontae's the guy, and so that's, that's my positive guy for the game. Going up there and plucking that thing at the high point. That's what he does best, and he did it so many times or in this P.I. game. P.I. P.I., exactly One right. or two. Yeah. You know, I, I, th- I thought you said. I thought the one on the side, I thought it was a catch. You know what I mean? It's a hell of a catch, too. Hell, yeah. You know, the, the touchdown was an unbelievable yeah, catch, too. Exactly right. So, give this man an opportunity. That's what he does. He's not running by guys like the Waddle and the Fullers can do. He's fast. But, you know, this NFL, everybody's pretty fast. But you give him that one-on-one, those high-point opportunities like, we sh- like he showed today – that's Devontae Parker, man. Start using him that way. Hey, real quick, that, that makes me think of a point real quick before I get to my player that I was impressed with today. You talk about Will Fuller. He exits this game with a hand injury and does not return. You know, he's he missed the first game from a suspension, misses the second game from a, a personal reasons, comes back last week, plays 50 snaps, and, and he gets injured there at the end and comes out. But he, he played 50 snaps in that game, and today he plays a few snaps do you think that his absence, because of you know a big-time free agent receiver, $10 million receiver, do you think that maybe his absence has a lot to do with how the Dolphins are kind of stuck in the mud right now? Because he was a guy that I think, I hope, at that par- at that price point at his skill set, was a guy that you kind of had the intentions of, of kind of constructing this thing around him. And Jalen Waddle, I thought, were two big acquisitions to make this receiving core way, way, give him way more speed, give him way more explosiveness. Is his lack of presence... Maybe to blame for some of this? Yeah, you know, it, it's, that's a great point. Great question. You know, especially when you get into Sunday, you never know what happens throughout the week. and you got all this game planning in. So how many of the plays that our co-offense coordinators have to scrap because you don't have them in the yep. game? How many shot plays do they have scripted for him because he's not in the game? You count on guys playing 60 minutes, and when they don't play, what, the first half at all, or most of the half, or whatever it is, then, yeah, then it, you, you, it becomes a problem. Because you don't have a guy in there that, well, all right, you know what? All right, since he's out and Preston was inactive, you know, you got other guys. Do we say, Waddle, all right, you got Fuller's role right here. You got to be the one that runs this deep seven or this deep uh, post route or this deep nine route or whatever it is. No, that's not how they worked all week. So it does become a problem. When you count on guys and you want to be able to make the adjustments, but when you count on guys to be out there and be able to make those plays, you got certain plays, certain shot plays that we've been talking about the whole time, and the guy's not in there, then you can't can't, – it's hard to make that adjustment because you only get so many many plays you work during the week. You can look at as much film as you want, but when you're practicing it, you know, guys are – there's not as many – there's that many reps. There's way more mental reps than there are physical reps. So when you got a guy that's not out there to take those reps, then the quarterbacks have to say, "All right, our, our our home run hitter is out. Basically, who else going? What are we going to do? What what can we do now with the guys that we already game plan some other things for?" Not to mention missing almost all of training camp after going down the very first day of practice. So he winds up in this game with one catch for six yards, gives him four for twenty six on the season. 
Waddle, three for 33. And a question I'm probably going to ask Coach this week is, it seems like Waddle, all of his catches are in the first quarter, which goes into kind of the play script you talked about. Like, obviously the plan is to get him the ball early. Why is he not getting more targets later in the game? I'm very curious about that. We'll try to cover that on drive time this week. Uh, Mike Gesicki, five for 57. You mentioned Devontae Parker, four for 77 in this game. So some guys had some big days productive-wise. Seth, you got one? You want to jump in here? Oh, no, I was just going to say, and Juice just broke it down um, from the perspective of a guy who's, well, not played that position, but but been in the wide receiver room. <laughs> But I think it shows. I think it was a great question, Travis, because when, we, when you, we did see the Dolphins stretch the field against the Raiders, Fuller was a part of that, and they had to respect that. And so while Parker isn't the blazer, so to speak, you have to respect him as a deep threat because he can go up there and get, right. the, get the ball. And then you've got Fuller on the other side. Again, it should have been a pass interference call. You can't tell me otherwise. It should have been a pass interference in overtime that was yep. called there. And that's what he was brought in here to do. Right. Unfortunately – if you look at his career, you don't see a whole lot of – are there any 16 games no, played never. seasons? So, so that is not necessarily a surprise. I just hope that he's got it out of his system. Yeah. I hope that he's okay. You know, I'm not saying the guy's not really hurt. You know, clearly he is or he would have gone back in the game. I hope that he's okay and that, that we can now see him play the rest of the season because we need him. You definitely I, I believe him. the Dolphins need We're him. To counting on field. him. They're counting That's on exactly him. right. This is all drawn up for all the guys you're counting on. Yeah. He's one of those guys you're counting on. Yeah. You know, the, he's not a guy that, you know, midseason was like, all right, let's get Fuller a chance. Right. <laughs> when they went out and got him, they counted on the, when, you, when you put a playbook together, they're counting on. It's a passing you know, league. That's what we have. And this is a yeah. chance for him to come off of his rookie contract and earn that. That's that's when you get paid, right? The second contract. Right. He's he's on a one-year deal right now. Like, this is it's time to go. It's a great point. And yeah. I don't like to talk about money during the season. I'll be honest with you. To me, I like to talk about money at any point maybe that's because having worked for the team I feel like what guys make is their business right but once the season starts I don't care what you're getting paid if you're the lowest paid guy in the roster or the highest paid obviously the highest paid guys you want the production but the reality is is that we, we are counting on him regardless right. of what he's making the, the Dolphins are counting on him to be uh, certainly make big plays or at least be a big play threat to open other things up for other guys. And yeah. just four for 26 so far in the season. You can't do it if games. you're not on the field. It's not going to work that way. It's just not going to happen for you. You get a receiver there from – we went – Pass rush with Seth, receiver from OJ, no surprise there, of course. But I'm going to go back to the pass rush here. Emmanuel See, Yeah, you say that, bro. You know I was going a different direction before that. <laughs> I, I, I might have influenced Juice back to that position. Another so pass I'll, catch. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and blame myself for that. But I, I went back to the pass rush as well up. because Emmanuel Ogba had a sack in this game. I felt it was coming. He had six pressures from Pro Football Focus each of the last two weeks. In this game, he had some more quarterback hits and a sack. And he ruined an entire drive by himself where he had a stop on, the run, on a run play, had a pressure that forced an errant throw from Carson Wentz, and then the sack himself. So an Emmanuel Ogba drive to shut that whole thing down. I think he's played out of his mind through the first four games and been one of the real bright spots for this Dolphins team. Let's go ahead and pause for 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS HD2 Boca Raton, home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. And Odyssey Station. Get your new Mazda with Gunther Plus at Gunther Mazda or online at GuntherMazda.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Colts 27, Dolphins 17. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. This is the Miami Dolphins radio network. Listening to the Dolphins on the Joe WQAM with Joe Rose and Zach Kranz weekday mornings from six to ten. From the electricity in the stadium to the highlight real plays, there's nothing quite like Dolphins football. And this season, you can be there live to cheer them on. As the official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster has you covered with the largest selection of seats for any budget. Get off the couch and into the stands. Grab your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com/Dolphins and. We called for it all game long, or all post-game show long. Juice, Seth did it anyway. Moving on to Tampa Bay here. Dolphins 1-3 and three next Finally. week heading into the house of the defending champions, the first-ever team to win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. Of course, they played tonight against the Patriots. When the schedule came out, my first thought was, well, maybe we catch the Buccaneers sleepwalking here after a big game in New England. Maybe they overlook us after that, but I don't think that's going to happen this week, Juice. Yeah, it's going to be another tough road, man. That's the NFL, though. you know, And I think that, Depending on what happens tonight, maybe maybe Tampa looks past us. Maybe we can go in there and, and surprise somebody. 
you know. But having TB12 as their quarterback, we know how he feels against us. But we, we've actually done well against TB12 in Florida. So maybe Always. maybe that continues as well. I, you know, I just – every week, man, is a different challenge. And, you know, we've always matched up against Tom Brady's personnel. And so hopefully that, that continues to be the case. You know, we get them next week. And that's all we can do right now is, you know, turn the page like Big Seth was trying to do in, in the first five minutes of hour one. I was ready. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to turn the page. And these guys, the guys have to do that up. too. These guys really do need to look at what they did wrong in the last game because I guarantee you Tampa's going to be looking at what these guys did wrong individually. And But then you have to get ready for, for, for next week's game. And um, at one and three right now, um, this is a big game. Every game is big in the league. They get bigger and bigger the more you continue to spiral downhill. So, um, in order to get back into thing, quote unquote, air quotes like Travis likes to talk about. He loves the air quotes. <laughs> the air quotes. This, this, this is a big game. So, the, the refocus needs to be right now on what do we do to, to stop Tampa and what do we do to combat or, you know, to go against that defense is pretty damn good. Well, I, I agree wholeheartedly, shockingly, Juice, that that's exactly where the focus needs to be. It's exactly where the focus needs to be. But what's important here is what I think you're going to see from the media and from fans outside is – that Well, not just the outside noise, but the fact that they're going to look at what the team is on paper. They're going to look at the Super Bowl ring and how Tampa finished last year and who's playing at quarterback and who's playing at this position – you can't get worried about that. This team needs to focus on what they can do to go in there and put their best film on tape, which I thought they were going to get this week, and they didn't. Well, the time is always right now, as you said, right? This is a right now performance-based league, and they can't get caught up in the fact of that it's Tampa Bay. They, they just need to figure out where they can get some wins, some, some individual matchup wins, some wins on individual plays, individual drives, and try to put it together. They have to do it. They have to do it. You at least have to look better, right? You at least have to put a game together where you can say, we went up into Tampa Bay and competed with those guys, and I know there's no such thing as moral victories, but this team needs something right now because through four weeks offensively, it's just not been good. Defensively, it's been okay at times, but for the most part, not great. Seth Levin, OJ McDuffie, Fish Tank, who's up this week? So shifting gears a little bit, but we have Jason Jackson, believe it or not, the, the voice of the Miami Heat, as many of you know him as the voice of the Miami Heat. So why is he on a Dolphins podcast? But Jack's got his start. He cut his teeth in this business covering the Miami Dolphins, 94, 95, had some great stories, was a lot of fun, and he's got a big charity event coming up on Saturday. So uh, excited to have Jackson. Yeah, I can't wait for that ahead of the heat season coming up here later on this month. Drive time with you guys five days a week on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network as well as the Fish Tank Podcast. As for us, that's going to be our time today. Thanks to our executive producer and booth producer, Alejandro Solana, our studio producers, Robert Grieper, Matthew Wilson, our radio booth engineer was Steph the Specialist. Steph the Specialist, baby. I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game was Colts 27, Dolphins 17. Dolphins football will be back on the air next Sunday for week five. The Dolphins will be on the road versus the defending Super Bowl champions, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.